How's it going, Odd People? You are listening to the Odd People Podcast, and I am your host, Matt the Cat. And I am your co-host, Chris DeSilva. Today is episode number 65, and in this episode we'll be talking about trying something new. I hope you enjoy the show. Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. So this is um, a little bit different of an episode for me because normally I talk to somebody that has like an established uh, business or they've been at it for a long time or anything, but uh, this is this is an episode that I wanted to do with you because we have a lot of the same interests, but we want to talk about trying new things. Mm-hmm. And just the experience of trying new things. So, uh, I figured we'd talk about some woodworking stuff. Yeah. And you've been you've been doing some woodworking. Yep. Started over the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Right at the beginning of the pandemic, just before prices started skyrocketing, which was <laughs> which doesn't help now. <laughs> no, it was it was a great way to accidentally find a hobby that you really that you end up really liking. Yeah. And then just to get kicked in the nuts by the pricing. Yeah. Because, so I started it, and I don't know if this was going to be a question of yours. But this is, the whole thing of how I started is I have a little girl, Vera. Yeah. And around the beginning of 2020, late 2019 is when she really started walking, started climbing uh, on things. Not so much like the couch or anything. Yeah. But we had our um, living room sectioned off so that the hearth of the fireplace was all blockaded so she didn't get to it until she started climbing on the um like ottomans that we had and then she could really get to it so and it's brick and yeah oh yeah and And it's it's all it's all brick by the way Uh, (laughs) and it's it's eight feet wide yeah by just about seven inches deep and it's about i think seven inches high actually no it's i kind of remember them i think it's about 20 inches deep yeah seven inches (laughs) high not that it matters (laughs) not that important so stacy my wife for those out there who don't know wanted to get some kind of bench cover for it. And she had found something on Pinterest and person did not an overly detailed explanation of how they built theirs, but a good walkthrough. And I'm fairly handy, but never really did anything woodworking or wood cutting. Mm. And I was like, I I could build one of those. Yeah. And this is like September of 2019. So it was like, put her off, (laughs) put her off. Yeah. She's walking, but she's not getting into anything. Yeah. And then it got to a point where it's like, all right, I need to build it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Stacy found this thing on Amazon. It was like 70 bucks. It was like three quarters of the size of what my hearth is. Mm. So I'd have to buy two, and then I'd have to cut one. And knowing me and my skills, I would undercut it, which means I'd have to cut <laughs> another piece, and it would just it would look awful. So I went on Home Depot's website, and I just added all sorts of the wood, the materials, the hardware. I bought a circular saw, the whole nine. And then I yeah. sent a link to Stacy for Joanne Fabrics to buy the memory foam and the fabric. And then I started putting everything together uh, over the coming month or so. So this was like late March of 2020, like yeah. just before they announced, <laughs> yeah, we're in pandemic mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, hey, here's this 
virus that's going around. Hope you don't get it. Yeah, it's, the virus is just yeah, over in like Asia and Europe. Everybody we're, wear gloves. We're, we're good. We're, we only have like three cases. Don't worry about it. Oh, we have 20 cases. We're from, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. There's, there's 150 now. It is now a pandemic. Yeah. So yeah, people started losing their minds. But I put the bench together and <clears throat> the thing that I learned about myself in doing that bench was the cutting is fine. Part of the assembly is fine. And just because of how big it is, I had to kind of assemble it in two different pieces and then yeah. do the full assembly when I got it upstairs. The night before I was ready to fully assemble everything, it was, what if it doesn't fit? <laughs> like yeah. I brought the pieces up prior to that day and dry fit it and it fit fine. Yeah. But what if <clears throat> somehow overnight something just happened and <laughs> I bring it upstairs and I put everything back together and I go to fit it over the hearth and it just doesn't fit. Did it fit? That fit perfectly fine. Oh. <laughs> all right. I thought, you were, <laughs> no, I thought it, you were leading up to it wasn't fitting at all. No, it, it, it fit perfectly fine. It fits probably a little more snug than I would want it to. Oh, all right. But it's easy enough to take off um, of the hearth if we ever want to light the fireplace. Because the way it's built right now, you can't open the front, those glass doors. Yeah. So you can't light anything. You yeah, have yeah, to yeah. pull the whole thing away and then light it. Yeah, you don't use it though, so. Yeah, we, the last time we used it was years ago um, anniversary nine months before vera was born <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe the so, our anniversary would have been november so <laughs> <laughs> so i should mention this that our wives are uh, best friends pretty much and that's how we initially <laughs> got to that, know each other that's how we met yeah it? that's how we met and we ended up uh, we were fast friends i guess it's called yeah I, it helped that you're in the, you're into the metal scene I was into the metal scene still, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hit it off that way. Yeah, we. Uh, you introduced me and Mel to a lot of good shows, like The Walking Dead. We used to meet up every Sunday and watch The Walking Dead. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah, we've we've been through a lot. One of the things we've been through is that picture that I have on the wall of fame, <laughs> which I wanted to just bring that up because it's probably one of my favorite pictures of anybody ever because it's such a candid shot and it was such a fucking (laughs) it was just like a wild so aside from that whole night and i agree with you it's it's one of my favorite candid shots of anything yeah and this is what stacy doesn't realize about the types of pictures that i like to take of family and friends i like to take candid pictures yeah because if you tell somebody hey smile you know they're gonna put on a smile whether or not they're happy is irrelevant yes with something like that you're clearly laughing at something either that you said thought of or i said yeah and same thing with i think it was a combination of us just being completely hammered wicked hammered <laughs> so much beer on the table behind us in that picture so i don't know how much of the details of that night you remember but here's what i, I drinking a lot well here's what i do remember is prior to going to your house Stacy, Stacy drove me first of all because i knew i was going to drink yeah and stacy was coming to hang out with me exactly and stacy doesn't drink <laughs> Yeah. And whether or not Mel drank was irrelevant because we went to your house. Yeah. So before we went there, we stopped at uh, the Packy on um, on President Ave. Uh-huh. So not far from your house, not far from where my parents were living. And uh, I bought a 12-pack, Nar- uh, Narragansett, I believe. Okay. <laughs> when we got to your house, I was like, oh, yeah, I brought beer. And you're like, oh, I, I bought beer. Earlier. I just bought a shitload of beer. You, yeah. you had bought a 12-pack at <laughs> the very least. Yeah. So when we started drinking... Now, I can be typically a slow drinker. Yeah. I tend to baby my drinks, 
especially now it is. Yeah. Even though oh I yeah, me too. Although I don't, yeah. I don't really drink beer anymore, but but I was drinking to keep up with you. Yeah, back then I drank a lot, and yeah. I drank beer and a lot of beer. But what you ended up <laughs> telling me like a couple of days later, after we each got over our own, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our own problems, is you were drinking to keep up with me. Yeah. So when you. <laughs> When you're in a race with somebody that they don't know you're in a race with and they're racing with you and you don't know that. Yeah. So we ended up drinking 11 beers each yeah. in a four-hour span. Yeah, it was, it was fast. Yeah. And, the and only- that was fast even for me back then. I drank a lot, but I didn't drink fast. Yeah, I mean, I'd have, you know, yeah. it wasn't deliberately fast. I just <laughs> yeah, drank. You might have like two, maybe a third one within an hour span, but we yeah. did 11 each yeah. in about four hours, maybe five hours. <laughs> And, uh, what I do remember is the the girls, because we lived near that twenty four hour store. I don't know what time of night this picture was taken. This was probably close to like ten o'clock or something. Yeah, and it you know I'll post the picture along with the <laughs> stuff. Yeah, for go this. for it. <laughs> I remember, um, the girls walking to the store. I don't remember that to get snack. I remember them coming back and them saying. We could hear you guys laughing the second we turned the corner away from like the traffic and the and the store. They could hear us laughing. I think I had a little fire going in a chimney and I had the terrible bench that I made. And we were just standing around laughing and giggling like idiots. <laughs> I remember them coming up and saying, "What are you guys laughing at?" I I do we were remember just having a fucking blast. I do remember at one point, uh, Stacy, she might have asked me this the next day. She said, "What were you and Matt talking about yesterday?" I'm like, A, I'm too hungover for this conversation. <laughs> B, I don't know. I'm like, why? Absolutely what? no clue. She's, she said, you guys were talking complete gibberish to each other, and then you guys would just start laughing. I'm like, well, it doesn't matter if you understood it. Matt and I both understood <laughs> yeah, it, and that's all that mattered. It. We got it, and we were laughing. Yeah, I don't remember why we, what we were talking about. I do remember laughing so hard to the point where I collapsed to my knees. Yeah, we were dying laughing. Yeah, and then... <laughs> The only other thing I remember from uh, two other things that I remember, and it was after that picture was taken, we all went back inside. I think because I think that was that we had that party was the party get together was in August or something like that. Yeah, it was summer. It was the summer. Yeah. It was like yeah, going towards late summer. We went inside, and we sat on your we sat on the couch, and you're like, you looked at me, you said, you want another beer, and I said, sure. And so we each went <laughs> to go grab another beer. Yeah, and we sat on opposite ends of couches. And I took a sip of my beer, and I just kept thinking to myself, this didn't taste right. <laughs> yeah. So I had another sip, and I'm like, no, still didn't. And I looked over at you, and you kind of had this face of like, is this a bad it's beer, like, this is, or is this too many? <laughs> yeah, this was too many. <laughs> and I remember looking at you going, your beer tastes a little funny? And you're like, yeah, it does. I'm like, I don't think we should have this one. Yeah. I, and I, I, I'm a firm believer that you don't waste beer, but that is the one exception. <laughs> yeah, so that, we, each, that we were done. We each poured it out. And then when we went to – when Stacy and I left – um, so we went around back of the house to the side street yeah. and you went up and pressed your face against the screen of your window <laughs> saying goodnight to us. And I took a picture of that. I, I, I don't think it's on my phone. Oh it's my definitely God. on my computer. That'd home. be great if you could find that. Um, <laughs> I was, yeah, I remember that. And then getting home, like I had, it was one of those things where I couldn't have my eyes open while Stacy was driving because the trees were going way too fast, even yeah. though she was doing the speed limit. But I couldn't close my eyes because I could feel myself going way too fast. Yeah. So I had to do like this weird half eye open thing. <laughs> I get home, I go upstairs, and I lay in bed. And as soon as my head hit the pillow, I got right back up and went to the bathroom. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just started throwing up instantly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember if I threw up that night or not. I probably did. Oh, uh, you, you definitely did, because I remember Mel telling us afterwards that you had a very left, rough night. Yeah. yeah. The moment, yeah, well, you know. You had a very rough night. And my... I mean, I, I, I took a look at that picture, and I do have a wedding ring on. Which oh, means, this? which means, it was probably the summer after we got married, me and Melanie, not me and you. <laughs> and, I'm still uh, working on that. <laughs> um, well, well, we, so so you and I met was uh, either late October or very early November two thousand nine. So this was so I met Mel at she her was pregnant, most pregnant, just yes. like a yeah, month yeah, before yeah. giving birth to Lennon. So that's how. That's when I met you guys. So this is definitely, I don't remember if Lennon was still a baby or like one. So this was either 2010 or 2011. Yeah, it sounds about right by the look of it. It might have even been 2010. You don't have a beard. I'm skinny as hell. Not even, I know I'm skinny anyway, but like way skinny. <laughs> I mean, I'm, <laughs> I look skinnier in that picture than I do now. Yeah. Then again, I've always carried my weight. We're much, well. we're much younger. I do have a pretty big uh, poof of hair under my chin. And that's back when I actually used to wear a watch. Oh, yeah, look at that. You have a watch on. Yeah. Now <laughs> I just wear an Apple Watch. It's not for time or anything. I just use it for notifications. Yeah, I have a Fitbit. <laughs> so <laughs> so anyway, that I wanted to point that out to you because that was uh, a good time and that picture will never leave the wall. And it's the best candid picture of anybody ever. Yeah, and I'm with I've, you as far as candid pictures go. I mean, it's, it's I have tons of selfies and things and pictures of I everybody. Kinda, you know, a little harder to take a candid selfie. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> I mean. Like, that's what's on the wall. You would think it would yeah. be a bunch of candid shots, but you know that one of me, my brother, and me, Brian, and Sarah on the top's kind of a candid shot. I don't know who took that picture. Yeah, it's like a. But they were like, "Hey, it was about to be candid. It was more of a surprise." Yeah, it was me. more of a, just a surprise. So. I wish all these pictures could be candid pictures, but... You can only do so much, though. Yeah. It'd be kind of weird for me to invite people to the studio. Hey, you want to be in my podcast? And then when they get here, just start taking Instantly. random pictures of them. Or you could just set up like, a camera <laughs> in a corner that encapsulates both people and just randomly takes pictures. Yeah. So then you just... This is behind-the-scene pictures from, yeah. from the episode. <laughs> so, back to the uh, conversation, I guess, if we want. Sure. <laughs> um talking about some woodworking stuff so what what have you made so far since since the uh the fireplace so i hearth thing i made that and as soon as i put that in and saw what i had made yeah and stacy loved the way that it came out yeah i was like uh yeah i think i'm gonna keep doing this for a little while because cool. i'm also the type of person that the reason it took me so long to start making it was because what if i cut a piece wrong what if i yeah. measure something out wrong so, which leads to cutting it wrong. Now I'm going to have to buy the material again. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. So I'm not going to do it. And that's how it was. And then after doing this, it's, it got to a point where it's like, I'm just going to buy stuff, buy the material and start making stuff. Yeah. And so right after that, I made a birdhouse. Looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, father-in-law. Uh, it actually, it, it came out better than that. Cause I had tried making one first and then it ended up going to be like way too small than I initially intended. And then Father's Day was coming up. And so my father-in-law likes birds. So I made yeah. him a birdhouse. I nice. took my time with it, measured things out. But I was 
because it was still like my first project after the workbench, I was still feeling they, uh, and I'm, you know me, I'm not an anxious person. Yeah. I get anxious when doing woodworking. It's not using the tools. It's putting everything together. Is this yeah, going to yeah, fit? Yeah. I'm, you know, did I overcut something? Did I undercut something? Cause if I undercut it now, I got to cut this other piece to match it. Or if I, if I didn't cut enough, now I got to cut it again. And what if I go to cut it again and it goes, ends up being shorter than I got to yeah. cut the other piece. <laughs> you can see where it was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got it all together and then, you know, I liked the way it came out and I put like a, an exterior stain on it. It looks nice. So it was great. So I made that. And then I don't remember exactly. Oh, I made a, then I dabbled in doing a picture frame. Yeah. And when I was going to make the picture frame, I found out about what's called Shoshugi Ban. Mm. So it's a Japanese technique of wood, not, not necessarily woodworking, but wood artistry, I guess you could call it, where you just basically torch the shit out of wood. With, yeah, yeah. Uh, either a butane torch or some some, some woodwork torch yeah. some woodworkers have like those big ass like almost like flamethrowers yeah and you just <laughs> burn the hell out of the wood and then you use uh like a, a some kind of bristle brush or like mm. those uh spindle brushes that you can put on a drill yeah 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 and depending on like a wire brush yeah something like that <clears throat> so you take that and you basically almost it's almost like sanding it and you're just you're really sanding off the lighter ash stuff because the grain gets really charred up and that's what sticks around mm. and then doing that cleaning it off and then staining it with something so i found one guy who had done it and he experimented with uh, a stain called sun bleached which is just like a very very light gray color almost if you were okay. to take something that's gray leave it out in the sun for a few days like that shade of lightness right. that it turns into yeah yeah so it, by itself it i don't think the stain looks like anything great but you add it to something that's completely charred and has some of the natural wood color behind it, it looks really good. So I yeah. made that. It almost comes out with like a, a bluish hue to it. All right, yeah. So I made I a picture. that. Yeah, so I made a picture frame like that, and I went, no, here you go, Stacy. I made that for you. <laughs> and she loves it. Yeah. She loves the way that it looks. So I, I made a couple of other picture frames for my in-laws, uh, one for my mom. Um, from there, I've made, uh, I made like a two-by-two two cubby bin for Vera's closet i mean that's a lot more recent but yeah because i can't remember what i made in between all of that stuff yeah but i mean you the, made that big uh cubby so i i made the two by two cubby bin first um yep. sometime earlier this year i think it was and stacy realized that vera just has way too much shit so yeah she kind of needs another one so when i was gonna when i was gonna order the wood for that that was also right around the time that i wanted to build myself a workbench and i had found someone on youtube that i wanted to mimic theirs so I bought like five sheets of plywood, which cost $70 a piece. Yeah. When I started. So you took a loan out. You stopped at the bank. <laughs> so I, I basically had to sell off my kid. I don't have a daughter anymore. Uh, <laughs> and when I started woodworking, a full sheet of plywood, three quarter inch was $45. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> $70 a piece, four sheets. Back when I worked for myself, me and my dad had a business remodeling houses and shit. 13 cents a sheet. It was like uh, the cheap... You know, like the um, OSB, like the cheap yeah, plywood. Yeah, yeah. They, like they always have it in the front, like end cap at Home Depot. Yeah. Last time I went, there was like twenty-seven dollars. Last time I went there, that used to be seven dollars, and I'm not kidding. It was like six ninety-eight, and you'd be like, "Oh, this is good. We can fucking you know use this to do all kinds of shit." It's like yeah, half inch, like a little less than half inch. That's yeah, the seven sixteenths, whatever you want to call it, and. uh yeah, I can't even believe the amount of money oh, yeah. <laughs> that it costs. So it, I, it, that's what you know. What not to get off, no, not to ahead. get you off track, but 
that's what took me so long to make this room. Oh, the pricing's insane. I was going to do something entirely different. It was going to like make it into a different part of the basement. It's like, I don't have the money to build two walls. Yeah. Like now all I need to do a wall and a doorway and I'm good. Oh yeah. Cause you had this, this was already. Back yeah. Here. That was already there. And yeah. I mean, I had to cover everything in drywall, but yeah, but drywall's cheap enough. Yeah. That's luckily thankfully stayed at a relative cost, but yeah, all I did was build one eight foot long wall. Yeah. And it took me so long to like, reconfigure this room <laughs> into, and, into something useful well when i was gonna so when i when stacy asked about doing another cubby bin it yeah. was like <clears throat> the one thing that i thought to myself to do last or yeah last year was if i'm gonna build a project and i have to order wood i used yeah. to order to size so if i need you know x amount of inch by inch then i'm gonna order something just a bit bigger than that and that way I minimize on how many offcuts because I didn't want to be one of those woodworkers where you, you go to look into their shop and they have wood scrap everywhere. You mean me? <laughs> I have so much fucking scrap wood. Dude, I, I do too now. Yeah, you're getting there. I didn't, you're going to get there. No, 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 not get there. I was there. The last time you came over my yeah. house was after I had done some cleaning and I had <laughs> oh, really? I had All trashed right. some of it. Yeah. Um, because, and there's again, I'm, I'm going to keep, re- in this whole conversation, I'm going to keep referring to YouTube people that i have seen yeah of course i forget who it was on youtube that i watched one of their videos Uh, i think they were talking about like building a mobile off-cut cart so you can just stock stuff in there yeah 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 i've seen that because because every woodworker has the same problem it's like you you save every little piece even though it's like a a one by one inch it's like oh, i might use that for something yeah no you're not (laughs) what are you gonna use it for i have you can use it for a door for like a mouse hole i have an old recycling bin full of like Scrap wood, real scrap wood. It's going to get thrown in the fire outside. It's just going to get burnt up. Yeah. Because it's like, that's good fire starter because it's small enough. It'll, yep. absolutely. You know, but I have so much other scrap and plywood's always the worst because you're like, shit, I had to rip down. You know, I've, it's happened to me a thousand times. I had to rip down a full size piece of plywood. Yep. And then you have an eight foot long piece of fucking plywood, no matter what. With it ends up being whether yep. it's an inch or two inch, it's fucking eight feet long. Yeah, where where that? And I don't have I don't I'm not in a garage with a twelve foot ceiling. I'm in the basement. Yeah, so it lays <laughs> on. Yeah, it lays so, across lays across the, the floor. floor. It's covered yeah. in sawdust. A year later, you're like, oh look, there's that piece of plywood. Once you clean, you're like, shit, look at <laughs> it. I forgot about that completely. No wonder yeah. there's fucking no dust in the corner. <laughs> it just keeps building over there. So I told myself that I was going to build an excess or yeah, buy an excess cart. amount of wood. All right, yes. Uh, so that's why I had ordered five sheets because I wanted to build, have enough for the cubby bin and enough for my workbench. And I think I had already started mapping out. Initially, I had mapped out a bigger cubby bin for Vero. It's going to be uh, two rows and three columns. So it's going to okay. be two high and three across. And Stacey's like, oh, maybe don't do something that big. Just make it a little smaller. Make mm-hmm. it like the other one. And I was like, all right. So... I ordered those five pieces. Uh, I think it was like eight or ten uh, strips of lumber, uh, two by fours, eight foot length, uh, a solid core door, because that's my worktop, oh, for the uh, work my workbench yeah. top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the casters, the lag bolts, the washers, and I was like, all right. So all that stuff came in. First thing I did was I built my workbench, and I can't stress enough if anybody ever gets into woodworking, it's fine to use whatever table you can get your hands on as a workbench. Yeah. But once you start doing it more and more, you realize 
how important a workbench that fits your needs are. Because I was using yeah. a table that was four foot wide by eight foot long, which you think, oh, that's a lot of real estate to use and you can have yeah. tools and stuff or you can move stuff around. It's easy. It sucks because <laughs> it's just a table with has fold up legs and you, you end up using a drill and then you put the drill down and now you're using the impact driver and that goes next to the drill and then you have this other off cut yeah. that's in your way so you throw it behind you and then you have all these other pieces that you're trying to move around <laughs> but you can't move anything around because you have yeah. your drill, your impact driver, you might have a nail gun there and then all of a sudden you have, sh- you have your phone. gallon of glue on there, you have some rags and you have some sandpaper <laughs> on there and you have your orbital sander and you have this other thing and you just I got no room for any of this so some of it yeah. goes onto the floor you end up kicking it 45 times. Yep. So when I was starting to look for designs for the workbench there's a guy uh, named glenn diy creators on youtube he has some amazing yep. projects that he works on he has a workbench and i was like oh that seems like a, a good workbench that could fit my needs and but it, his is a little too more intricate for the it details. has a drawer right you have a so mine has a shelf space? at the shelf. very bottom and a shelf that's about 12 inches below the worktop so his was a similar design but his was a lot more detailed and making like uh, cutting grooves inside the wood to put T-tracks in so you could like basically set up a vice on it without actually oh, okay. having to go out and buy like a two $300 vice. Yep. So I was like, maybe that's a little bit more out of my league as far as what I need for a bench. Yeah. And then I was thinking of maybe, you know, just put some two-by-fours up and put a top on it. And I'm like, that seems too basic. I want something sturdy. And yeah. then I found uh, this guy, Ethan James, the honest carpenter. Love watching his stuff. It's all little tips about tools that you don't think are vitally important, but the way mm. he talks about them and the things that he shows you on these tools, unbelievable. He had recently bought a new workspace and he was fitting it out. And one of his videos was talking about building a workbench and how important it is to always have a workbench mm. and how he likes to design his. And his is with the idea of a solid core door on top. No mortises in it, nothing like that, because yeah. those things are flat, they're heavy, and they're sturdy. Yep. I saw that and I was like, I'm, that's... That's the bench for me. Cool. So I built that, and it's the best thing I've ever built because I it's smaller, length and width-wise, than what I had. Yeah. But it's on wheels, and I can move it anywhere I want. Yeah, that's cool. In my basement. Yeah, especially once again, you're not, you're not in a big, giant space. No, I'm, you, you have, you know, your section of the basement. Yeah, I mean. And this, you need to be able to move stuff around. The you section can, of the yeah. basement, it's not like it's tiny, but it's not huge. So, yeah. I, like. All the tools that I now use or I'm going to use as far as the bigger stuff like miter saw and table saw, like the table saw, I'm going to keep on its mobile cart that folds up. I'm, yeah. ne- I'm probably never going to have that thing stationary. Yeah, right. It's just going to take up too much space. The miter saw is going to be a little different because I have the front wall of my basement that I'm going to convert into cabinet space. And cool. in between the cabinet space, I have the miter saw dedicated right there. So that's fine. Yeah, right. But as far as everything else, I love the idea of having the workbench move around because I'm when I went to build the three by three cubby bin for Stacy and Vera for the studio room that we're putting together, yep, um, that thing is massive. So having a workbench that I can move away from objects in the basement, like the basement steps and stuff, I can now walk <laughs> around, walk around the workbench entirely, and you know attach things that way, glue things up that way, stain it from any direction I want to, and not to mention because the casters are rated, I think for like almost like 330 pounds a piece yeah so i have four of them on there that's over 1300 pounds yeah, a lot i have <laughs> i don't think you're ever gonna put that much weight on. no but you know what was awesome is i could have the i had the if stacy listens to this episode she's gonna hate the word i'm gonna use i had the carcass of the three by three cubby bin <laughs> on it 
And well, it was huge. It was a huge it was carcass. A, absolutely huge. Y U G E. Huge. It's um, a huge carcass. It's, I had the, it. it's the best carcass <laughs> of any woodworking thing. It was huge, terrific. I had it sitting up on my workbench, <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm a fairly tall guy, but I was having a hard time comfortably <laughs> reaching. Tall. I mean, now I'm not huge. Like, you had DeSanti on, he's apparently six foot three. Yeah. And that's taller than me. So, um, what are you, like six one, six two? Six. Oh, I thought he was like. Nope, six even. All right. Um, I thought you were taller. No, you just, just look taller. It just depends on what drugs I'm on that day. Sometimes, I walk, <laughs> sometimes I walk on my tippy toes. I thought higher, you were higher. Right? Yeah. Um, you, ever, you ever see that meme where it's a little kid talking with, with like a dad, and there's another dad, and the kid goes up and he's, oh, I'm, I'm so high, and the father looks at the other father and he's like, tall. He means tall. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in. There. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Well, I was having a hard time reaching like the uh, inside top of the right. cover bin, so I, I just jumped up on the workbench. It's sturdy enough. I know yeah. it's going to handle my weight and plus this thing, and I was able to do all that comfortably. Cool. So after I finally got that together and got the workbench, put the I mean the uh, cubby bin, I put that on casters. Stacy loved it. It was yeah. heavy as hell because it's all three quarter inch plywood, which I really need to stop making things out of three quarter. Yeah, inch. that's and plywood's heavy. Yeah, heavier than regular wood. Well, I. <laughs> well, the guy Ethan James in a video talk said, "Do you build stuff out of three quarter inch plywood? Stop it." Like, <laughs> he's basically saying, "Knock it off." If you're going to build something, yeah. unless it's going to be like four foot wide and is going to have little to no support in the middle, right? Half inch is plenty. Yeah. All of your kitchen cabinets is half inch plywood. Yep. Well, it's and it's all it's all supported. It's all yeah. joined together and everything else. So. And it and if it is going to stretch. Like two feet in width, like you're typically going to put something in between. So yeah. half inch plywood is going to be more than enough. Yeah. And not to mention, if you want to give it a little bit more rigidity, because people don't like the, some people don't like the look of the um, the actual plies on the edge. Yeah. So they'll cover it with either the iron-on edge banding, or some woodworkers will cut very thin strips of a hardwood or even a softwood. Yeah. You could also frame it like a and like a, the front of a cabinet yeah they'll, like where the door yeah. attaches to you know? they'll face frame it with either pine or cedar or maple or right. cherry walnut whatever and that'll give it a little bit more rigidity so you can yeah. build just about anything out of half inch it, and but it also <laughs> that's funny course. you build things out of three quarter stop yeah he's like he didn't quite say it as a, so i have an important question um so do you have like a list like a bucket list of shit you want to build or is it all stacy <laughs> it's sounding a lot like Stacy's like, oh, I see your worth now. <laughs> You're getting better at this here. Look at this Pinterest thing I found. And in all honesty, and um, I'm not making fun of Stacy because that's every woman ever, every well, every married woman that has a husband that wants to build shit, or just anybody that's in a relationship yeah, with anyone. Yeah, I shouldn't who, say woman. Yeah. Anybody that is it could in a relationship the, with someone that knows how to build shit. It could be a woman that does the woodworking, oh, yeah, and the husband's like, "Ooh, yeah, no, I, sh I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I'm gonna be canceled now. That <laughs> will no, <I> mean, <laughs> be canceled. By I don't want to, and I don't want to say traditionally speaking, but. When people think woodworking, I'm just thinking think, of our situation. And yeah, our situation. Us, we yeah. have wives that go, "Oh, this guy can build shit." But hey, cool. Hey, see this thing. If you do want to see, and if you know you enjoy, if you know that you, the person you're with enjoys something, they're gonna throw all kinds oh, of yeah. shit at you. But if you do want to see woodworking done by a woman, um, three by three customs on YouTube. Okay, she, I'm not a huge fan of hers. 
but she does make some. And it's not because she's a woman. It's not because she's a woman. <laughs> um, it, some of like there are a lot of uh, woodworkers on YouTube that I can't watch because. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the same way. So when I first got into woodworking, right, I didn't have a table saw. I had yeah. a circular saw. Yeah. So I wanted to try to find ways to make really good straight cuts, like long lens. Yeah, yeah. So people would be like, hey, watch this video. You'll learn how to make a great circular saw sled yeah, that you can like, line shit, up and you can make yeah. nice straight cuts. And I'm like, sweet. And yeah. like this way you can get perfect straight cuts without the use of a table saw. Yeah, sounds great. To make this sled, all you need is a table saw. <laughs> Kind of defeats the purpose of what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you know. So, like, so it's, you, yeah. Make this frame that you can use your circular saw to make perfect miters. What you're gonna do first is grab your miter saw. Yeah. Oh, you don't have a table saw? That's fine. I'm gonna show you how to do all this sort of stuff with a circular saw. But first, we need a jig. So we're gonna go to the table saw. <laughs> the don't best have, way to make this is yeah. get on your table saw. Just hire someone to do it. Yeah. <laughs> But she does. But she uses like a, a planer and, um, or some people call it a thicknesser and a jointer. And there are some YouTubers yeah. that do it that I that I don't watch regularly because of that. And, but there are some that I do watch because they just their presentation. Yeah. But she does. She just put out a video of uh, like three Christmas gift ideas, and yeah. all of them look there. Some of them are complex to do, and like she on one of them she used a bandsaw. But you don't necessarily have to use a bandsaw because the the parts aren't so small mm. that you couldn't just use a jigsaw for it you just have to be a little bit more careful as far as lining it up but she's she does great at woodworking now as far as the bucket list things go yes there are things that i would like to build yeah uh, but they're nothing crucially important at this point yeah. they're not they're not in the budget <laughs> no they're <laughs> until, no, until stacy thinks they are stacy knows I'm that joking <laughs> stacy knows that if i'm gonna buy something i'm just gonna buy it you know what if i weren't but, such good friends with stacy i wouldn't be saying any of this no yeah <laughs> Because she yeah. also is, except for being my wife's, one of my wife's absolute best friends, she, we, we were friends. Together. She's the one that introduced me and my wife. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know. if How if, could you not pick on her a little you bit? You know, if Stacey and Mel ever decided to, like, fight, I'd be like, why are you mad at my friend? Yeah. Like, she have known her longer than it's, you. She's my friend before she was your friend. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, <laughs> in any other circumstance, you could take your wife's side. Depending yeah. on what friend she's arguing with, but in this case, it's like well, I've I've known yeah, her so I can, long. Yeah, but I can I can side with Stacy. It's it's like yeah. the one exception because you've known her for so long. Um, but I like that she. Hi, Stacy. <laughs> we can all yeah. say hi to Stacy halfway through the. I love bug. Um, <laughs> I like that she comes up or finds different things for me to yeah. make or like if there's like a gift idea she wants to buy something for someone. Yeah. Um, she'll be like, "Oh, look at this," and she's like, "Do you think you could make that?" And I'll. I'll start to consider, like, could I make something like that? Yeah. And I think there have been a couple of things where I've done that already, yep. where I've made something out of it. Um, Do you feel like it's, like, just giving you a... Because it's a not something... life? Yeah, like, it's not something you grew up with. Like, your dad's not a woodworker. No. You know, your dad's not a carpenter. You no, didn't he... grow up, like, building shit, and you were just like me. Like, I kind of, like, fell into woodworking stuff because I had all the tools. Yeah. And then yeah. I figured, I, and I had built a bunch of outside benches and shit because I had leftover scraps from jobs of building decks. I'm like, what am I going to do with this all ex expensive decking and a bunch of pieces of 
you know, pressure treated wood. I'm like, oh, I can make a bench out of that. Yeah. So that's just, I kind of just fell into it. Yeah. And I've grew, grew up with kind of, I mean, but dad's not a woodworker, but he's a carpenter and he's. And you have all the tools. You have all very the talented Finnish carpenter. Like my father's. Yeah. And those are techniques that you could carry over into woodwork. Yeah, so I kind of had the skill set already from working with it yeah. for so long. Well, but do you do you feel like that? Um, it's nice to be like just such an, an. It's a nice thing that, uh, like you said, it gives you a purpose in life <laughs> um, because it's something that you weren't exposed to. You feel like it's such a like it's a really it? big accomplishment. Like you I've, feel accomplished. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Any anything that I make, whether it be like the arcades that I've recently done, yeah. they're those are a different sense of accomplishment, and I'll explain after. Um, or whether it be something as big as like the hearth bench, that's probably physically, at least in one dimen- uh, di- uh, dimension, it's one of the bigger things that I've had to make. Right. Um, and that happened to be the first thing I made. Yeah. <laughs> now, physically to carry for everyday use, my workbench is the biggest and heaviest thing that I've had to use because it's 30 inches yeah. by 80 inches and it's about 35 inches. Probably high. one of the more important things too. It's uh, so useful. That, that thing, well, the, the hearth bench gets a lot of use. Yeah. That that now is home to a couple pillows, Stacy, uh, Vera, <laughs> not Stacy's dollhouse, Vera's dollhouse. <laughs> Stacy's dollhouse. Um, no, Stacy's dollhouse. Is, <laughs> she's, that's in her playroom, her separate room. She has. Uh, Vera's dollhouse is on there and up, up to a certain point there were a couple of other things on there like the dogs love to lay up there and, and just lay down especially uh, Benji God rest his soul um, oh Benji yeah he, he was a good boy last year. he was a good boy he was a great boy he used to lay up there all the time yeah uh, Riley occasionally will lay up there now the new puppy our golden doodle Zoe um, she'll occasionally go up there and she'll sit there looking all goofy with her ears and her legs that are too big for her body right now because she's still <laughs> only 13 weeks old yeah um, or 14 something like that so yeah I, it's it's not just a sense of accomplishment of after making it, but also, uh, and it's almost like a uh, precognitive or like a preemptive feeling of accomplishment when Stacy asks me, can you make this? Yeah. And then you get to plan it or, or go or she plans. goes, or if it's a simple enough design, she goes, hey, I think you can make this. Yeah. And it's like, I'll just look at it and go, I, I can make that. Even if I couldn't, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I think I can make that. And then I go downstairs and I start sweating. I can't make this. <laughs> Well, yeah, oh, and, it, and it feels great. And what I was going to say about the pallet wood, um, like the the art caddies that I made, yeah, it's all made out of pallet wood, right? Because at work, my utility company job, which yeah. you work for the same company, you know that they can have at their yards a lot of pallet wood. Yeah. So there was one night last last year, I was like, I'm taking those. I grabbed like yeah. three of them, load them in the truck, brought them home. The next day, I took another three, brought them home. So I had a, I have a lot of them. And, I, had a lot. and I'm going to mention you're the second person that's been on the podcast yeah. that works for the same company as we do. Yep. Uh, Chris Ben V of the Mass Destruction the, Design. Yeah, down low, there. Lower right? Yeah, over there. He, I, I listened to that one. Yeah, he's that was a good episode he, too. I was blown away because we sat down and we Because that was completely accidental. That you I had, had no had idea. No clue. And we said. <laughs> oh, he's the one that works out of the Somerset Yard, right? Yes, I believe so. He works in. Uh, he lives in. Uh, he's out of New Bedford, and um, he sat down, and we start talking, and he's like, "Yeah, I had today off, whatever." Just kind of, we don't know each other at all. Yeah, it was all like an Instagram thing. Of, I think I shared a picture of his work, and he was like, "Hey, thanks for sharing, man." Like it was like very uh, approachable. Yeah, way of being like, "Hey, man, thanks for sharing this. Really cool." And we kind of sh- shot 
messages back and forth. And when he sat here, we don't know each other, kind of just shooting the shit and getting to get to know each other. Oh, do you have any kids? And, you know, that kind of thing. We mentioned that. He was like, oh, yeah, I work for them. And I'm like, just looking at him like, is he fucking with me? Does he somehow know? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I do shirts? too. And we were both kind of just silent for a second looking at each other like, what the hell is going on? Like, I know it's a big company and all, yeah. but like. But what are the what are the chances? what are the freaking odds? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was weird. So, so you got your all your pallet wood so from I, from them from them, which um, was most likely going to get thrown out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they throw out so much shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I uh, I brought some of it home. So I had a bunch of bunch of them left over. So yeah. um, Stacy wanted she saw on uh, probably Pinterest like a little art supply <laughs> caddy thing. And I'm like, Oh, you know, save the money. I can definitely make that. I'm like, I have, I'm at a point right now where the bulk of the things that I want to make, I've made out of plywood. Yeah. So like an art supply caddy that depending on the usage, you don't, it doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to be made out of plywood with a nice framing around the, the plywood edges nothing like that. So I told Stacey, I have so much scrap wood downstairs. <clears throat> Give me small projects to work on. Yeah. So I've made that one and it's, Two by three, only stands about three and a half, four inches tall. Um, and I just, that's a different sense of accomplishment when you make it because when you look at pallet wood, it's like, oh, it's pallet wood. It's yeah. usually dirty, all dinged up. And But if you, the thing that I love about it is if you take the time to sand it down, like the wood pattern, that you, the wood grain pattern that you can get out of it, yeah. it just, it looks great. So I sanded um, a strip down. I cut it up into the sizes that I needed. And, you know, the difficult part is if you don't cut it right, you might are, you might end up dealing with a bend or a twist in the wood. Mm, yeah. But if you notice that beforehand, you can plan your cuts around it or right. minimize the kind of bend that you have. That's kind of like buying wood, any dimensional lumber from Home Depot. <laughs> you work but, your way around the knots. And but the it also twist. depends on what you're making. Like if you're right. just using it for framing, it doesn't really matter. As long yeah. as it, as long as it doesn't look like a, a bow, you're fine. You know, I it, and in the same token as pallet wood, I'm such a big fan of using old furniture or old pieces of shit, yep. and you cut it up and you make it into something else. Like we have a very narrow, which was meant to be a bench. We'll use it as a table, so it's around the height of a chair, maybe a little higher. And I made it so we could kind of fit it. Like kind of tuck it away to like take your shoes off near the door. Oh yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. But I put it next to the table. I mean, I put it next to. It's a table. We use it as a table. It's next to the couch. Yeah. And it fits perfectly because a bigger table would never fit. Oh yeah. Next to the couch between the doorway, and the the top of it is made of maple that came from an old table that uh, an old customer gave me, and I had it. We had it in the old house. Ended up coming here, and it was literally been sitting around in my workshop. Because the top of it was this like, uh, like tiger striped maple. Like it was just like the grain in it was incredible. Yeah. But the legs were like these old country style, like, yeah. hideous fucking thing. Not, that not your style. Mel was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna refinish this. Mel was like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, you can refinish the top. Yeah, of that. she's like, you're not keeping that. Like we're not gonna use that. If That's we use hideous. that, we're putting a dress around it because I'm not looking at those legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the same maple for the top I used on that record player table. That's a nice looking record player. Too. And I that made the nice legs out of a bunch of oak that I had. Yeah. That's from my parents' old hardwood floor. I still have a shit ton of oak. And I ripped it down and glued it and I planed it and I planed all the crap off of it. Matt used uh, half lap joints. Uh, 
guitar strings. It's got guitar strings awesome. on either side of it. To uh... <laughs> and for anyone out there who doesn't know what a half lap joint is, look it up. It's a great <laughs> technique of joinery. Yeah, and that yeah, was that, good. that was on a whim. Oh, I'm good. I want to make a record player table. I didn't even have a record player. I'm like, I'm gonna I, make a record player. Table. I did that last year. I was like, um, and then I ended up buying records. I when you have if you have a record player but you don't have the table, you don't have anywhere to put the records. Like you kind of don't buy records. And then yeah. you have a table and it's like, now I got storage space now underneath. I, I'm going to buy some records. And then my, my intent was always to like make a bunch of them. And then I was like, you know what? That was so much fucking work oh, Yeah. because all that Oak is all cut down and planed and yeah, it's already down in it, dimension it, to where you would and want And not it. to mention it's full of fucking nails. My dad pulled it out of their old oh, yeah. dining room. And it's full of nails. He didn't bother to pull the nails out because he was gonna throw it away. So, he's like, some most. He's like, most of this oak is good. You want it? And I loaded up his truck and my truck and put it in there. And, and like a lot of it was trash. Like, yeah. It, what had happened is they had a a, a leak around their um, uh, sliding glass door in the back, so a shitload of the wood got destroyed yeah. from water damage. And, of course, they weren't going to have, you know, it's all one room basically now. When I was a kid, it was a separated by a wall. Yeah. But they're not going to have brand new flooring on one side of the room and then a different side. They've changed it all up. And my parent, my dad goes overboard with everything. So and Go and, big or go home. Yeah. So, anyway, so most of Which whatever was savable, I ended up with. That model wouldn't have worked for him because he was already home. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go big or stay here. Go big or go sleep in the doghouse. It was probably your mom. I want all new floors. We're not doing half and half. Oh no, my yeah. It was the two of them. They don't. Yeah, they don't nice. argue. They just go overboard with everything. That's just. How, well, if we're gonna spend a thousand dollars, I'm gonna spend five thousand dollars. Yeah, they just, they just. It's like a battle going back and forth. My father still doesn't stop. He's retired, and continues to do house projects. Yeah, because he does not know how to sit still. He is, I, he's like the worst person to be retired. When when my <laughs> grandfather uh, was gonna retire. I had a massive concern for him because he used to work for, I believe, Joanne Fabrics, like the, okay. the, the actual brick-and-mortar location. Um, but his shifts rotated every week. It was always – so he would work one week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The next week would be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, so on the off days, especially like in the summertime, one day is cutting the yard. The next day is like cleaning the lawn. Next yeah. time is cleaning the lawnmower, cleaning up leaves, branches, or you're – you hedge trimming and then right. work in the garage fixing something <laughs> you know it's like when he retires he's gonna have seven days a week yep every year to do something that that's why he's, yeah i thought he was just gonna go around the house and start breaking shit <laughs> yeah right like just take just, a hammer to like a clock just just, just I'll, ca- carry a ladder down the hallway just I'll hope you break that. some lights yep. and shit i'll fix that i'll fix that clock <laughs> tomorrow don't worry wall. about it oh no that's, the ceiling is falling down you know what's funny is that that's why Melanie's parents aren't retired because neither one of them are going to know what to do with themselves. Her father says it all the time. He says, you summertime, I'm good because he's like crazy about his lawn. His lawns, it looks like a golf course. It's so nice. Their house is just beautiful. Everything about their piece of property is great, but he's got this big giant garden. Yeah. And he's like, I got the garden. I got the yard. I get, you know, so, just yeah, in general, just being occupied. outside. Like, he's like, I'm fine in the summertime. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do in the winter. Like, totally. he doesn't want to retire. He's 70, going to be 71 years old. That's yeah, great, man. And he's still working. He's like, hey, they haven't kicked me out yet. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So, my grandfather splits up cutting his grass. So, like, Monday, yeah. he'll, 
So I, my you know, my grandfather lives in a corner lot. So you've been in my parents' house. Yeah. So that first white house that you see on the right. right-hand side next to my parents, that's my grandfather's Oh, okay, house. cool. So he'll cut the front yard one yeah. day, not the side. Yeah. <laughs> not the side that faces the main street, but yeah. just the front yard that faces the front yard. street. Okay. And the next day he'll do that side. <laughs> and then the next day he'll do like the four by 25 foot strip. That's yeah, in the, the backyard. The back, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and what he does Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I have no idea. Yeah. But he's, uh, the guy's ancient. Uh, he's 80. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, old. Geez. He's up there. He's like late 80s. But he's still very much independent. Doesn't want my mom helping him out with anything. But yeah. my mom still goes and helps him out because the, the man's 88 well, years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah, he does everything. Um, now that's your mom's dad? Yeah, that's my mom's okay. dad. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've met him a thousand times. I was just like, that's Chris's grandfather. Yeah. Like, I don't know whose father if, he is. So, or... knowing that I'm Portuguese and that my entire family is Portuguese, can yeah. you take a wild guess what his name is? Uh, it must be Manny. Close. That's the other popular Portuguese uh, name. Oh, Joe. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It's Joe. If it wasn't Manny, it's Joe. Yep. <laughs> Every once in a while, you might run into a Louie. <laughs> Which... Two of those names are in my family. I have an Uncle Louie and yeah. an Uncle Eddie and a Grandfather Joe and an Uncle Joe. Yeah, there's a lot of Joes. And there's on, on the woman aspect, it's all Maria's or Fatima's. If after, yeah. <laughs> after Joe, I was going to say Tony. Only because Mel has like two Uncle Tonys. Mm. I can see where she's you get that. She's got an then. Uncle Joe. I, I know, you know, yeah. and she's, she's my go-to as far as gauging Portuguese things, obviously. How Portuguese is this? Yeah. Would Mel's parents have this in their house? No. Maybe not that Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you odd questions, and I hope this is something you are anticipating. Uh, yeah. I, but, I listen to the show all the time. So <laughs> But before we do that, I need to, I need to mention uh, the Campbell City Blackouts. Oh, yeah. And I talked to them earlier this year. They're a punk band out of North Carolina. And... They asked me a question that you knew instantly I wouldn't have the answer for. And they were asking about Cam Newton because Cam Newton came out of the, from the Panthers, I guess. He was to, drafted by the Carolina and Panthers. Then, and then he yeah. ended up uh, as a New, uh, a New England Patriot. And I don't follow sports at all, <laughs> especially football. And you, uh, you would... After you listened to the episode, you were like, yeah, dude, uh, no. <laughs> like, whatever so, I said, you were just like, yeah, I knew you weren't going to say nah, yeah, that made and, any sense. And you did the right thing. You didn't. And, and knowing you, you didn't try to cover up that or make anything up. But they he, they wanted to know yeah. how New England fans felt about the signing of Cam Newton going right. to the Patriots. Um, and I think I said, I don't know I if remember, they you, like him or not. Yep. Cause, and the only reason you're bringing this up is because I had told you I wanted yes. to bring this up on, yes. on the show. And I had wrote, written this so long ago because we've been talking yeah, about did. getting together for so long. Is Cam Newton even a Patriot anymore? He hasn't been since the before the season started. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so that's how long ago I wrote this. So, And I think I might have given you feedback about who Cam Newton is and the type of player he yeah. was. Right. And But for anybody listening that doesn't know, so Cam Newton was drafted in, I don't really know, I don't pay attention to that. I think like 2013, 2012, something right. like that. A while he, back. He was a high draft pick. Uh, for the Carolina Panthers, and he is, at the time, was for quite a few years, a freak of a quarterback. The guy's like somewhere between six foot four to six foot five, like 240 pounds, just shredded muscle. The guy right. can move on legs. He's got a monster. Yeah. He's got jets for legs, and he can, he can juke guys out, 
break ankles, as they say. He can hurdle. He can take a hit. He can give a hit just as good, um, especially when he's going up against <laughs> linebackers that are just as big, if not maybe a little bit bigger than him. Yeah. Um, but his throwing arm, his accuracy wasn't always that great. Like his best year, he was 64% accurate, which for guys like you and me, that's phenomenal. But yeah. for a quarterback, not so much. Like 64 to 67%, that's like average quarterback to high-end talent of quarterback for arm accuracy. But it's all of his other aspects that made him such a great quarterback. And one year in 2015, I believe it was, he won the he got the league MVP because he was had a stellar year, like a breakout year, and brought the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl where they got decimated by the Broncos. <laughs> okay. Like cuz the in the Panthers defense, the Broncos defense was insane. Okay. That front line, <laughs> they, it was just, it was because you typically on a defensive line, you'll have two fat guys right in the middle. Okay. That are really strong that just push in. Like they just, yeah. if you're the quarterback, all the other side wants to do is push whoever's in front of you into you. Right. And then just to get at you. Their defensive ends were, they were bigger guys, but they were like slim looking. They were muscles and they could run fast. And that's what they had for a defensive line. They were insanely good. Um, the thing that tainted Cam Newton from that point on in that game was he fumbled the ball. And when he had an opportunity to dive on it, to recover it, he backed off. Okay. And it wasn't one of those things where, oh, no, it looks like he might have slipped. Now, you could see that he went to make a move for a dive and then just decided, I'm not going to dive. And his excuse was that if he dove for the ball, he could have contorted his leg and causing an injury, to which everybody else says, and especially in the media, it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> if you're going to put yourself in a position where even if your leg gets chopped off, you put yourself in that position because it's the Super Bowl. It's not week one. It's not preseason. Yeah. This is the last game of the season. <laughs> you could be Super Bowl champions. You throw yourself in that position. But from that point on, he was always still a, a pretty good quarterback, but then he kind of fell off. He had some injuries, so he wasn't quite the same. The Panthers let him go for a backup. I don't remember who. Who cares? Because it's the Panthers. Um, no offense. It's the Panthers. Um, so when Tom Brady left and signed with the Buccaneers, um, the Patriots organization pushed the backup quarterback, Jared Stidham, and then all of a sudden they signed Cam Newton. So we knew that you could basically infer that there's something wrong with Jared Stidham. He's not ready to go. But a lot of there was a, a group of Patriots fans that were like, oh, yeah, former MVP. Cam mm. Newton, right, right, right. and he's going to be able to run around. And even Cam Newton went on some, I think it was Victor Cruz's podcast, and said, you know, now Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator for the Patriots, can call plays that he wasn't able to do with Tom Brady because Tom Brady runs like he has cement feet, which <laughs> okay. is no insult to Tom Brady because he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm not a bitter Patriots fan. I respect what he did. I appreciate what he did right. for the Patriots organization for 20 years. That's the... As far as a sports fan goes, a football fan, that's the best I'm ever going to get as far as a Patriots <laughs> fan. Six right. Super Bowl championship rings and nine appearances. Like, so you're not mad at him? No. I, you, it, they play the Buccaneers. You're not like, fuck you, Tom Brady. Well, no, you have to have that as a fan. <laughs> Outside of that game. like Outside of, all when, right. when Brady announced that he was going, because like, toward the end of the 2019 season, you kind of knew that Brady was leaving. He didn't want to be around anymore. He didn't want to. Be I knew. Up here. I knew. I was even. Like, you knew. I was like, like yeah. Lennon knew. This is this know? is what's going on. And Doug <laughs> knew. Um, so, like, I always wish I I want him to succeed as a player because 
like because you're in love with him. The guy's 44 years old and he's still playing quarterback. Yeah, no, that's impressive. Like the last quarterback to do that was Brett Favre, and Brett Favre. I mean, that was if you look up stats wise, Brett Favre's best year as a quarterback was his last year, like age 43, 44 years old. But Tom Brady is playing at a completely different level than that. Like he's so much better. He's in he's in contention to be league MVP at 44 years old. No quarterbacks obviously ever done that. So I had no hostility it's towards him. Because he's a robot. Well, probably. <laughs> um, he's married to a robot. She probably is. Um, <laughs> so I want him to succeed. I just right. don't want the Bucks to succeed. Fuck them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so when um, so everybody was like up in arms about Cam Newton coming because Josh McDaniels can call design run plays for a quarterback, and you know, can yeah. do so many different Change options. Up, yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself like, this guy is five years removed at the time. Five years removed from being league MVP. Yeah. So that's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. He's been, and because he's a bigger quarterback, he doesn't get the same leeway smaller quarterbacks get as far as being hit. Like, you know, if, or he's going to get slammed. If there's like a questionable tackle that could be a roughing the passer, like they, they probably won't call that a penalty on Cam Newton because dude, you're a freak of nature. You know, like Ben Roethlisberger is, I mean, he's, not really worth mentioning, but he's a bigger guy for uh, okay, a huge sure. quarterback yeah. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They call him Big Ben for a reason. It, he's a difficult guy to take down. He's not fast. He's yeah. just this lumbering oaf with a good arm, and you can't take him down. <laughs> lumbering oaf. Yes. Um, but when the season started, like Cam Newton had an excellent, a really good game against the Dolphins to open up the season. But my thought was, it's the Dolphins. Sorry, Al. Um, I know your father <laughs> yeah. was a, yeah, yeah. a Dolphins Alan fan. Mark, yeah. Um, but it's the Dolphins. They weren't really expected to do much that season. And then they played against the Seahawks the following week, and he had an incredible game. And then it was just downhill the rest of the season from there. Cam Newton sucks. Okay. All right. So that was a long-winded answer for uh, Ryan and Derek of the Campbell City backouts, and, blackouts. You wanted to know. And just to reaffirm <laughs> that, so at the start of, before the season started, the Patriots drafted a quarterback in the first round, which was unexpected to some to some to others it was it was expected cuz that's what the patriots needed was a quarterback over training camp the rookie was just as good as what cam newton is so if he's just as good as a guy who's pretty much washed out mm. how much better can he be later on you know 2 3 4 5 years down down the road so cam newton gets let go and he was basically out of a job up until about 4 weeks ago when the carolina panthers signed him back <laughs> okay and had a really good first game back with the panthers and then fell off a cliff in the next two games. <laughs> Midway through both of those games, he was benched for the backup. All right. So. So he sucks. Sucks. Well, sucks. he's. <laughs> the th- sucks. Well, a, and, and that in itself sucks because Cam Newton, when he's fully healthy and even yeah. if he was half of what he used to be, is an exciting player to watch. Just yeah. the way that he can run with the ball. But he just, he can't run the same way. Yeah. And if you can't nothing, run. Nothing about football excites me. Well, <laughs> it'd be like. It'd be like watching hockey, a forward. Right. Like, imagine Wayne Gretzky, right? Yeah. Arguably to some, like, I'm not a huge hockey fan. You are you are more so than me. But, like, even I know Wayne Gretzky is probably the best hockey player mm-hmm. to ever live. Yeah. Imagine someone of that magnitude then coming back and just not playing at that, nowhere near that level. Like, right. they play worse than, like, a rookie. Yeah. It, and it sucks because you know what he's capable of doing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I see. Yeah, I mean, makes sense now. And Cam Newton's no nothing like a Wayne Gretzky. There's just <laughs> no way. Cam Newton's not the Wayne. He's more of the Gigi Allen of the NFL. 
<laughs> and hopefully, hopefully somebody gets that. <laughs> At least the Camel City Blackout guys will probably get that. They, they might. <laughs> they'll they'll understand that Cam Newton is the GG Allen of football. Sorry, Cam. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. All right, so I'm going to ask you some odd questions. Let's do it. And uh, I threw in a bunch of new ones. <clears throat> and I, I do have, like, so I make this as, like, a list. And then I kind of feel out who I'm talking to to see, like, which ones I should ask. So I'm just going to ask you all of them. <laughs> <laughs> because whatever. Even if it doesn't make any sense, I'm going to ask you. All right. Like, this first one doesn't make any sense. But uh, if you could collaborate with anybody, past or present, who would you choose as a partner? So, I guess in terms of woodworking. In terms of woodworking. Maybe you could pick someone that you'd like to build something with or learn from. Oh, if, to learn, if, if it were to be to learn something from, it would probably be Julian. Right on. Like, because Julian's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Um, and I've seen the stuff that he makes. And, like, I knew Julian way back when, like, before he really got started into the woodworking thing. Yeah. And I met him at Best Buy, and he was always this, like, kind of quiet kid kept to himself. And yeah. every he would always close with me. And I always made it a point to try to get him to talk. Because <laughs> it would always be, like, I would ask him, like, a couple things, and it would be, like, short answers. And I'm just like, I, I got to break through to this kid. And then one night, like, he... I asked him a question about like what he was working on, what he was doing, like after work or something to that effect. And he told me about he was telling me about a laser that he made out of an old DVD player, like for a computer. Right. Um, he just like took some components out and put other components together, and he just like made a laser and almost set his parents' house on fire. <laughs> so, and then like he was super excited talking about that. I'm like, there it is. There it is. So we're in. You so, broke you know, through. Yeah, we broke through. We, you know, became friends. And, you know, Julian is a really smart guy. And then he started doing this woodworking, some of the woodworking thing that he would post on uh, Instagram. And it's just like you'd watch his progression. You'd get better and better and yeah. better at doing it and just like refining it. Now, between what him and Keo are doing as far as their yeah. own little business and he does, they still do, do their own thing on, on top of that. Like the guy just does excellent work. Yeah, he but does. I, He's incredible. But I feel it's like one of those things where I'd like come up with the design and say, "Hey, Julian, can you help me with this?" Okay, I'll see you in four days when you have it done. <laughs> <laughs> like let him do the school project. But I, I would <laughs> like to see like his his process, like learning yeah. how he does things. Like I know I had asked you once early on when I started doing getting into woodworking. Like, do you do you design something in a software or do you just write it down? Do you just go off the top of your head? And I believe you said you just basically just jot it all down. Yeah, I'm old. I, <laughs> I'm like, and I'm old and I'm like the least tech savvy person ever. So yeah, yeah I usually draw it out I on started, graph paper. I think it's probably what I told you. I started doing it just like writing down the dimensions that I wanted and just like, yeah, I can work off of that. And then now yeah. you can't work off of that. Yeah. Um, but then I learned how to use SketchUp and I used yeah, SketchUp that and that just, <laughs> that just gives me a base idea. Yep. of what I want to do and I print out that base and then I write down my measurements of each yeah. piece and then I get to work and then with Julian I would like to see what his process is yeah and you know uh, something about Julian um, that I think is incredible is that the way I know him initially was through you yep and then find out that him and Eric Theberge are friends yeah. from college and yeah. I've known Eric since we were like six years old. I've known, he's literally my oldest friend, and now I can li I can hang out with like 
more than one group of friends or people and yeah. like Julian will end up being there. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm surprised I haven't well, run it, into another person that knows Julian because he seems to just be there. The thing but is, he is, is so can, talented and he's Oh, he's incredibly talented. He's, he's, uh, a, he's a great guy overall. Oh yeah, he's like the man. nicest freaking person. Yeah. One of the nicest people ever. Definitely. <laughs> um but I think it would I think it would be him just to like learn stuff from. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. I would yeah. I would love to me and him talked about doing a collaboration which i'd still be interested in doing we would talk about making maybe like a coffee table or something where one of us makes like the top end the other person makes the bottom end that'd be pretty and, cool to see how it fits overall yeah and like, it was like wow that'd be so strange to I mean, if to you do think, if you think about it you just need the dimensions for the top yeah like, some right, sort I, of dimension i plan on making this four foot by eight foot you know, yeah, we 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 the, had this idea, and then we never we, you make, we never solidified. you make the legs. You know, you know, based on looking at other tables, that obviously the legs are going to be inset on all sides, and then you just come up with whatever design yeah, I, you want for legs. He works on whatever design he wants for the top part. And yeah, what's crazy is that this isn't even a real question. We're just name dropping Julian so we can come back on the show. That's oh yeah, he'll Julian. come back. <laughs> I'll, I'll he'll be on this year. I hope. I hope to have him on again. All right. So another another odd question. Let me try to speak like a normal. I think that's how we talked that night. Probably. <laughs> Worst job you've ever had. So I've only had really three different types of jobs. Okay. I did retail for the first like 10 years of working. And then I worked in an office doing IT and data, data management. Um, and they called it QAQC, but whatever. And now I work for the utility company. So the worst job. Is, or did you ever have a bad part of a job? I mean... Something you weren't looking forward to. So doing? My, my first job was working for Wilson's Leather. And if you don't know what that is <laughs> out there, you might. So, I know, yeah. It was in the Dartmouth Mall? It was in the Dartmouth Mall. Okay. It's a leather store where yeah. you sell leather jackets. <laughs> and it wasn't commission-based. There was an hourly, an hourly rate, um, but it was quota-based. If you missed your quota in one month, um, you got a warning. And if you missed a quota... In the second month, you got a written warning. And then if you miss your quota a third month, then you're fired. <laughs> okay. So tell me how you're going to sell a leather jacket in the middle of summertime. Yeah, how is that fair? Yeah. The only person <laughs> who could do it was my hiring manager, and that's because he had a bowling team of like 15 people that would come in and order the jackets <laughs> from him. Yeah. So there's his quota for the next three months. He doesn't have to sell right. Dink. So... But I mean, it was a good job as far as who I worked with. It just yeah. the sell, the sales aspect of it, and like being a quota based store in the middle of summer, and especially in the New England area. Now we don't get hot, but we get humid. Yeah, Ain't nobody wearing a leather jacket in the humidity. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You're not wearing a leather jacket so in summer. There's that, and then I worked at Best Buy for six years, and that was fine. Like retail would be a great job if it weren't for the customers, but also for some <laughs> of the managers yeah. too, because like. They had this like a whole policy of like, oh, when you when somebody walks into the department, you're supposed to introduce yourself and shake their hands. I'm like, I'm not shaking my hands with a complete stranger. I don't even want to know their name. I just want to know how they're doing today. Yeah. If I can help them, great. I'm non-commissioned. Yeah. I'm right. not forcing anything. I just I just want to talk to people. Yeah. Do they know what they want or do they not know what they want? Although my favorites <laughs> would always be, hey, how are you doing today? I'm just looking. I didn't ask you that. But thanks okay. for letting me know. I'll, I'll be in the back of the store so I don't run into you again. Yeah. Um, right. But there was that. And then the job before... The utility job um i work the thing that i liked about that job was it was part office part field based because i would um 
I would review videos that were created by the guys in the fields and ship them out to the customers and the clients mm-hmm. and um, create all these nice little packages with all the information they needed. But occasionally I'll get a field tech call and say, hey, my computer's not working or it's doing this and that. All right, try to diagnose it on the phone quick. And if I can't, grab a computer from the office, load it into a work truck and drive out to them. The yeah. office was based in Canton. This guy could be in Boston, which with traffic can take some time, or he could be as far as Springfield, or he's in Connecticut, or oh, he's in Middletown. Yeah. So it was like a lot of that. And it was, but then it got to a point where the higher ups that worked in that building didn't really know what we did in that <laughs> office, in that data management slash small repair room. Like yeah. they, they knew what we did, but they didn't realize how intricate that job can be and how detailed and tedious it can be. And so I just created a lot of unnecessary pressure on us. And then you kept badgering me, apply for insert utility company here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Until I did. And then I got this job and, and I, I, I love this job. I just love working with my hands. So as far as like a bad job or worst job, it's just been aspects of jobs that I didn't like. Yeah. But you can only go with Wilson's leather. Wilson's leather is probably (laughs) the worst. Yeah, that sounds good. You All try right. you try selling cows to people in the middle of summer. Yeah. Please. Cow skin. All right, ready? Yeah. Robots or ninjas? Which is cooler? Ooh. It depends on the robot, I guess. Like are we talking like fancy pants like Iron Man know. robot? No. <laughs> no. A robot. Ninjas. <laughs> okay. How about But you would never know that how cool they are because you never see them. How about pirates or dragons? Dragons. How about robots or cowboys? Cowboys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about... Not the Dallas Cowboys, just cowboys. No, no, cowboys. Just like Clint Eastwood. Horse riding cowboys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, would you pick Chinese food or Mexican food? Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, that's damn. tough. I'd, uh, I'd probably go with Mexican food. <laughs> You're going to go, mmm, Chinese food. Mm. <laughs> All right, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be? I've thought about this question a lot. Good. You have no idea how many days I've had conversations with you in my head <laughs> about this episode. Did I laugh this much? <laughs> no, like you just kept staring at me blankly going, this guy's a dumbass. Um, I used to think dog because they just can have such a lazy lifestyle and just be cross, energetic yeah. whenever they want. But my favorite animal and the animal I'd probably want to be is a duck. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. You love ducks. I do love ducks. You just float around in water and you dive whenever you want, pop back up, and you just start attacking people at will. <laughs> yeah, quack, people quack, get quack. too close. Get... Yeah. You can be in a tunnel. Your quack supposedly doesn't echo, but I think that might have been busted on Mythbusters. I don't remember, mm. but ducks are just awesome. They cool. walk around with a strut. Like, that is a duck with authority. Yeah. <laughs> and that you is do now, like ducks. That's my new motto in life. Walk like a duck with authority. Cool. What is your favorite meal to cook? To cook. What do you um, like to cook? Favorite meal to cook? Probably spaghetti and meatballs. Cool. Because it's just, like, and I, I don't buy the frozen meatballs, and I just warm them up. I get the ground. Uh, make, we make meatballs. Yeah. yeah. Hand make the meatballs and uh, season them up, put them in the oven, because there you go. You just... That's nice. the hardest. The hardest part is just rolling it up, and then you put it in yeah. the oven. And you wait half an hour, and you make spaghetti. Yeah, you know, throw some sauce on top. So it's cool. Great. Good answer. Yeah, nice and easy. <clears throat> What's your favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie has always been a tie between Robin Hood Men in Tights and The Crow. Okay. 
that's the two two movies that are so opposite yeah. <laughs> from each other. <laughs> well, it's been a long time since I've seen The Crow, but I'm the movie fully versed in uh, Robin Hood Men and Tights. The The Crow, as far as a, an action flick. Uh, still holds up because yeah. there's nothing technologically weighing it down. Right. There's nothing political about it. There's nothing racially insensitive about it. It's just yeah. It's a good. It's a good movie. It's about a couple who dies the night before Halloween, I believe, and a year later, Eric Draven gets resurrected and he just runs rampant. Yeah. And it's just quality movie. And Brandon Lee, God rest his soul, did a great job. Right. 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 That. I just I thought it was a very good movie. It's just a shame that the sequels all sucked. Yeah, and Robin Hood Men in Tights. I mean, if you haven't seen that movie, please. Yeah, That's if you haven't seen that movie, shut this podcast off. Go watch the movie and come back, yeah. or finish the podcast, and then watch the movie. <laughs> and then watch I mean, the, movie. the movie's not that long. See so, you now, so. I wrote these, and I already know the answer to the next two, but I'm going to ask you anyway. What's your favorite band or artist, NSYNC. musical artist? Yeah, NSYNC. <laughs> <laughs> Joey well, Fatone. Well, what's crazy is like. <laughs> So you were probably the same as me, like when NSYNC and Backstreet Boys came out, you're like, oh, this, what is this music? It's not music, <laughs> yeah. right? But if you if you listen to NSYNC now with, for me, like I can appreciate that music. Like I'm not crazy about it. It's not something I go out of my way to listen to, but it's like I can understand why they were such a huge success. Oh, yeah, yeah, the pop, pop music. And their music is incredibly catchy. So I actually kind of like their music. <laughs> Like years removed, but my favorite band, you know, is Slipknot. Yeah, it's it's Slipknot followed by Brand New, which okay, opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum when it comes to rock yeah. music. But those are my top two. It's under the same umbrella of rock music, though. Yeah, it's not. You, uh, you, you know. take the rock umbrella, you have hard rock. Yeah, you're metal, not saying metal, Slipknot and, and Taylor sync. Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Marvel or DC? Uh, when it comes to the movies, Marvel. When it comes to the comics, DC. Oh yeah, that's that makes sense. The movies, yeah. because the, the movies, I wouldn't be able to name. Oh, I mean, I guess I can name DC movies other than Batman, but yeah, you can name Batman. I didn't watch any of them. You can name Batman, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman because those are their yeah. big three, and like Aquaman now because they made Aquaman recently. Because oh, of was the a, Justice League. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like <laughs> you, I mean, how many people know who the calendar uh, calendar man is from DC? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's one of Batman's rogues gallery. Oh, one right. of the villains that he does face, but nobody knows about him because he's a a B list uh, villain. Yeah. Like you might know about Scarecrow because of Batman Begins and yeah. Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. But that's why the Marvel movies are better. Is that they like they took Guardians of the Galaxy, which if in a comic book aspect, even before Guardians mm. of the Galaxy came out as a movie, would tell you that that's not what marvel is that's just like an offshoot of misfits put together that was an offshoot that wasn't it's not a very popular marvel comic and even when they came out with iron man iron man at the time wasn't like a hugely popular superhero but because of the team that they had marvel's always had spider-man obviously spider-man their biggest x-men yeah were like their biggest ones i mean you know what bothers me most about x-men and i don't even mean this to be an insult to anybody that acted in X-Men, because Hugh Jackman did great as Wolverine. I think... He will forever be my, every, yeah, my the, Wolverine. Yeah, there will be no other Wolverine but him. He's great. What bothered me most is that they made the first one, and then they kept making the X-Men movies. And if you watch them now, the special effects and green screen work and all the CGI shit, 
is trash compared to what they have now. Like the first one, if you watch the first one, well, if you want to compare, it's just so obvious. You want to compare stuff like that? Like, I know all the Avengers movies were made in front no, of a green screen. What I'm anyway, talking about but, is you look at the X Men. Any movie that came around came out around X Men. You have no excuse to use shitty animation. Terminator Two was made in 1991. Came right. out in 92. You watch that movie. It's just as good as any other movie that came out now as far as visual effects. Yeah. But Terminator 2, by the way, is probably in one of my like top five. I would say of movies of all that for me, it's I'm like top five to top ten of movies you should you should watch at least once. Yeah, it's I watched it so many goddamn times. Even the even the first Terminator movie is still really good. Like visual, oh, yeah, no. using some it's of the very practical dark. effects. That movie's extremely dark as far like visually dark. Yeah. If you try to watch, I, 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 last time I watched that was on like a flat screen TV a while ago, like not a good flat screen TV. Yeah. And it was so like weirdly pixelated because the movie's just so dark. Yeah. And I might have been watching it during the day. Then I can't even fucking see what's going on. Like you're hearing like weird dialogue and yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. But I guess what I'm getting at about the uh, X-Men is they don't know what what, what makes it's it's a catch 22 because everybody that acted in that did great but if that movies if all those movies were pushed forward to <clears throat> 10 years later what would they look like it would have been so much fucking better well you also have to think about like who the backing studio is so like when marvel came out with iron man i believe marvel was i think marvel might have always already been purchased by disney by that point so they got Disney yeah, money di- to play Yeah, with. they didn't have Disney money in the and then, original and X-Men. The thing that Disney and Marvel did was they, they hired a group of people that not only knew the subject matter, but were passionate about it. Right. That's why, like, when if you look at DC... That's why Guardians of the Galaxy is a movie. Yeah. Because they, comic book mer- nerds like, were involved. <laughs> well, and they went... They're like, you know what we got to do? We're going to take this group of misfit anti-heroes, yeah. really, mm-hmm. and we're going to make a movie out of it. Okay, and then they pitched it, and it it becomes this like hilarious comedy movie. Like yeah. it's it's a lot of fun to watch. The stories are good yeah. that's being told, and the acting's all brilliant. But when it comes to like the DC side of the movies, Warner Brothers has no idea what they're doing. Warner the, Brother, the only Warner exception, Brothers knows how to make movies, just not superhero movies. Yeah, the, with the exception of being the uh, the Kristen Christopher Nolan uh, Batman movies. Batman Begins was a phenomenal origin mm. story for Batman. The Dark Knight was a great overarching character building movie. Yeah. And then you had the conclusion with The Dark Knight Rises. That is, he grounded the Batman superhero oh, yeah. in that mythos and just made it amazing. Warner Brothers needs to hire people that are like passionate like Christopher Nolan was about yeah. the project. And like Zack Snyder, I don't care what anybody says about Zack Snyder and what he did with Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and the Justice League. Mm. I love those movies. It's a guilty yeah. pleasure of mine, I guess you could say, because so many people are like, oh, those were trash. No, Henry no, Cavill were... was amazing in, in Man of Steel. Yeah. Loved him. And I, I love watching him now in, uh, like, he's got a show, The Witcher, on Netflix, which he's excellent in. Is that good? I haven't seen it. If you're, if you like fantasy Dave sci- about it. If you like fantasy sci-fi stuff, yeah, check it out. It is awesome. The guy hired, like, a, uh, a speech coach to drop the register of his voice. Really? So, like, the way he talks in that show, obviously, is not – it's his voice but dropped lower. Hmm. And so it's not like they went into a studio room afterwards to to fabricate that voice. Like, he did that voice. And not to mention I love Henry Cavill because he's such a huge nerd. For anybody who doesn't know, when he got <laughs> – Yeah, no, I don't know. When he got the part for Superman, yeah, yeah, he almost didn't get the part. 
Let's go. Zack Snyder called him. Yeah. But he didn't answer the phone because he was raiding in World of Warcraft. <laughs> he was. He, okay. he saw his phone was ringing. Was like, I thought oh. you were going to say something different. No, he, he and I was going to make a joke. He saw the phone ring and he just went, uh, "I'm not going to get that right now." I don't now. know who that is. <laughs> no, he he, oh, he, he might have seen that it was Zack Snyder. He's like, "I'm not going to get that right now." He was in the middle of playing video games. I thought you were going to say he he was such a nerd that when he was uh, reading Superman lines for the movie in the audition that he had an erection. He might have said they were, they were like uh, what's going on. He might have. You know what's funny? You're mentioning this, and I think I saw a clip of him. And I don't remember. I don't know the name of the show. It's some. It's a. It's a British. It's a show in Britain, and it was Henry Cavill and uh, what's his name, the guy that played Spider Man, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland, the new Tom one. Holland. Oh, from the Graham Norton show. Graham Norton show. So did you see that too? I might have seen the clip. I don't know. They were. He was mentioning. Uh, painting the World of Warcraft no, no, characters. Warhammer. Warhammer. Okay, yeah. so he was mentioning that, that yep. he was painting the characters kind of, and immediately shot my brain to 40-year-old version yep. where, he's, where he's painting the knights <laughs> and shit. If you know Henry, if you've seen Henry Cavill, you and know. He's he like, oh, and he's like, oh, and what we, and it's so funny because he was like, he's, he's, you can tell he didn't want to say it, but then he was like, wait a minute, I'm Superman, I can fucking say whatever I want. And the guy was like, well, what do you do with them once they're painted? He's like, well, you meet up with somebody else that has their characters. And you And they was like, and what do you do with them? He's like, Well, they battle. Like he was he didn't want to say out loud, Well, we play with toys. He's, he's a massive <laughs> nerd. He is. And I, I follow him on, on Instagram and I love watching him any of the stuff. Like he's Yeah, he seems like a he's genuine. Just, he seems like this really charming dude. he must be a charming guy if he's that much of a nerd. Like he I think it was last year over the pandemic, he built his own first computer. Like how are you that big of a nerd and you haven't built your first computer? You're like, <laughs> well, then again, well, I now he's, he's got the money for us. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he did not before. <laughs> I don't um, know. Those, new, those computers can be expensive. Yeah, he almost didn't get the job of Superman <laughs> because he ignored the phone call and then saw that, oh, this is Zack Snyder. I should call him back. And they're like, yeah, we want, to, we want you to be Superman. He's like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> so we'll, we'll move on because we could just probably keep going. I could. But we're, we're going to move on. Uh, where would you like to live if it... You know, if you couldn't live where you live right now, um, New Hampshire, probably in Lincoln, because it's just a beautiful area over there. You just basically pick a spot and you're living in the mountains. Okay. Nobody nearby to bother you. Yeah. But you're still like, depending on where in Lincoln, you're far enough away from people, but you're close enough to get to convenience stores, gas stations. Right. Yeah, New Hampshire rocks. I, yeah. I like New Hampshire a lot. Um, best live experience you've ever seen. So you would think I would say Slipknot because I love them, but Shine Down puts on an amazing okay. show. Like, I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say show. You've <laughs> <laughs> never been to Mexico, have you? I've been to Cancun. Oh, okay, maybe you, uh, I no. have been drunk in Cancun. <clears throat> no, yes. I I thought you were going to say um, Corey Taylor acoustic. Oh, that was a good show, but like that was so he's really good. Um, he's a really good storyteller. He's actually really funny. He plays acoustic guitar very well. He's got an incredible voice. I love yeah, yeah. Corey Taylor's voice in general. But so the first time I ever saw Shine Down, I went with Stacy when her and I first started dating. This was like just before a year of her and I being together. Okay. And we went to their concert. It was the uh, Carnival of Madness show okay. in uh, the Xfinity Center. At the time, Comcast Center. Before that was the Tweeter Center. And before yeah. that was who knows what else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great ones. Uh, yeah, great ones. That's what it was. Uh, I took her to that, and um, I'm trying to. I think the opening acts were. It started with Ten Years, okay. uh, which was 
a really good band at the time you wouldn't show up to their show unless you already knew who they were right you know you'd probably skip them and wait yeah for... that's kind of opening act is yeah unless you know who they are you don't give i crap. knew who 10 years was at the time and yeah so you uh, think at the time they had up. two or three uh, two or three albums out and i like a lot of their songs so it was them and then seven dust and then it was um Puddle of Mud, which you could have skipped out on because the guy was hammered. It was an awful show. Well, it was also that it was Puddle of Mud. Yeah. And then it was <laughs> then it was Chevelle, which, okay. I mean, their biggest hit really wasn't hasn't been for years, and that was Seeing Red. I mean, they're still around. They're still yeah. a thing. They still make really good music, but they put on a, a... And that Xfinity Center stage is a big stage, and typically when you do any kind of performance on stage, you want to take over that space mm. and make that space seem smaller than what it is, and how do you get a three-piece band to do that? Um, yeah. I don't know how they did it, but they weren't moving much and it looked awesome still. Cool. And then Shinedown came out and they had this whole like carnival theme going on. And yeah. uh, he was dressed up as a ringmaster. And But mm. the what makes it an amazing show is how powerful his voice is. Like you don't realize it until you see it live. My ears, after leaving the show, my ears were ringing and I refused to listen to anything on the radio or a CD or anything <laughs> like that because it would have ruined my experience of the show. Right. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, that's a rare experience. All right, so here's a good one. Here's the good one. If you could visit any time in history, but just to be a fly in the wall, where would you go? The night my parents conceived me. <laughs> 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 I've I've thought about this answer. and uh, Is that really your answer? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought of that as the joke. Uh, I I would love to see the moment metal was created. The, mm. the genre of metal like because obviously like rock rockabilly hillbilly like that stuff that style of music yeah americana blues like all that had obviously developed over time but then there must have been either one person or a group of guys or gals sitting in a garage space a basement a broken down apartment and one guy just dropped a chord lower than it should have been and just came out with this riff and everybody went oh my god yeah yes make more of that you know i and then to See, go from there, seeing that band play metal music for the first time at like a dive bar and everybody going, what the fuck is this? Yeah. To me, it would probably, that would be Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath because he, yeah. he downtuned his guitar. So I don't know if you know the story. I don't. So he, he worked in a factory. A factory oh, I know job. he was missing the top so digits. He, yeah. So he had clipped off the tips of a few of his fingers. I think like all of them. And he uh, made these wax or rubber fingertips. And to make it easier to play the guitar, he down-tuned the guitar half a step. So a normal guitar tuning is uh, E-A-D-G-B-E. So everything was down half a step, which was like E-flat, yeah. A-flat, and so on. And that just made it like just just darker yeah. you hit an open e chord or an open a chord it's that well, it, everything's just flat yeah which it, was not what you did back then but it adds I don't think to people, what that band was looking to do because bands like black sabbath yeah ban bands you know like slipknot and slayer and all the bands that we like and we listen to and go to concerts they play downtuned. tuned that's a very common thing now is everything's now, down to yeah. way down tuned some bands you know are uh tuned my guitar once to like a dime bag 
tuning and it was so low and my guitar wasn't set up for it that it would just sounded like shit because yeah. the strings just, well, the, just rattled because my guitar is, wasn't set up for it. The bassist for Korn plays with semi-loose strings and that's where you get that, he's so down to, yeah. that twanginess to, to Korn songs. So in my eyes, it would, who knows? Yeah. Who knows that, What? who really started And that's metal, what I'm saying. Like, to I me, don't know. it's like... In your eyes, in my eyes, it would be the first time Black Sabbath played at a place and nobody knew who they were. Yeah, because some people and and they knew they were gonna come listening to some some heavy music. But at the time, like, was there another band around that was doing the same thing? I'm not saying like famous band either. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. In my mind, Black Sabbath, but there could have been any. It could. I would just love to be the just to see like somebody going, "What does this sound like?" and just does it and just right. I got to elaborate on this and then they do and then somebody else listens to it and then boom there you have the birth of metal yeah you know that, I think that'd that's be cool. a cool experience to see then and again the reaction of people hearing it for the first time and like what was their reaction like the very yeah. first reactions was like oh my god this is awful get them off stage or, <laughs> probably or was it like yeah rip it up yeah you somebody know? was into it obviously because it stuck yeah <clears throat> so uh, if you could have coffee or a drink uh, with anybody ever Living or dead, who, who would you choose? Well, you, of course. <laughs> well, it's easy. <laughs> easy. We already Done. had coffee. Next question. <laughs> um, anybody. Uh, probably Corey Taylor. Cool. And just get to know him. Like, he, he doesn't really, over the years of him being in Slipknot and doing Stone Sour and now doing his solo act as well as doing uh, Slipknot, there's still a lot of privacy in his life, which you got to respect. Yeah. Um, but he's also kind of an open book in other aspects. And then he had that um, show on Therapist or something like that. It was called, it was on mm-hmm. Vice, uh, where he, it was like half hour long or hour long show. And he opens up about his past life and um, the things that he went through growing up with, you know, people who are supposed to be father figures or a neighbor boy, things like that. And just to like, I think he would be one of the coolest guys to hang out with. I could be completely wrong. He might be a complete dick. I don't know. But I still right. love the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like his music? I, I like would him. love to hang out with him. <clears throat> cool. Uh, what is your favorite car? Oh. It's going to be a very generic answer because a lot of people know it. A 1968 Ford Shelby Mustang. Cool. Shelby GT500. Nice. It was then gone in 60 seconds. Everybody <laughs> All right. Loves it. it's, a, it's a beautiful looking car. They don't make muscle cars like that anymore. Cool. Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, Let's see. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Yes. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. Which is an easy one. I I don't know anybody that doesn't believe that at least aliens exist. So here's the thing with ghosts, though. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of a mixed answer. Like, I, I don't believe it in my own personal life. But if you ever told me... I have seen a ghost. I believe you because yeah. there's just, I, it's not that I can't disprove it or anything. Yeah. Like I would never want to interact with a ghost, but damn, do I want to have a paranormal activity? Like I, I want to be a part of it, but I really don't want to be a part of it. It's one of those things. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, and Bigfoot, I think everybody's just got bad cameras. So they're taking a picture of Bigfoot. He just looks yeah. blurry because nobody knows how to focus. I think he's just naturally blurry. Yeah. He might even walk around like he's a real he's life censorship sign. Blurry. Yeah. yeah. He's just blurry. And aliens, there is no way that we are the only living things in this. Yeah, it's impossible. In this universe. To me, it's impossible. It, it's got to be. It's got to be a, a, an impossible thing that we're the only 
because if intelligent being, if you look at it, like even if you want to believe the aspect that God created earth and all of that, you cannot be so naive or so narcissistic to think that this is the only God to ever exist in any corner of just our universe, never mind what else is beyond that point. Like your God could exist here and over there and do the same yeah. thing on that side too. And even if you look at it from a timeline perspective of like the Big Bang and how things organically yeah. were created that way, how could something as random as life being created from the Big Bang not also occur yeah, elsewhere? It didn't happen anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it, it is very even narcissistic. 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 Even, and it doesn't even have to be a, a thing where it's in the same time frame. So yeah. like those alien species are as far along in their evolution as we are. It could be that they are so far more advanced than we are and that yeah. they've scoped in on Earth and went, fuck that group of people, we ain't going there. Yeah. Um, or it could be that they're years and years younger than we are because yeah. Earth has been around for billions of years and what if they're only into the one, year, one million year mark? Yeah, you know? I mean, if you, if you look into all the different, I know, of course, everything's light years away and we don't even have to get into that, but like, we're seeing planets <clears throat> being formed, where, and, you know, on telescopes. And yeah. we're looking very far away, very into the past or however you want to put yeah, it. Yeah, however that works. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> it's so far away. And we're also seeing stars die out. We could be seeing the end of a civilization uh, know, absolutely. that happened millions of years ago. So it's, yeah, it's crazy to think that we uh, we aren't. That we're the, the only we're ones. the only ones. Yeah, it's crazy. It's stupid. Yeah. What's your favorite part of uh, the process of building something? Um, I th I would think uh, I like doing the design work, depending on what it is. Trying to figure out how I want something to look hmm. before actually cutting anything, um, and then figuring out what I can use for wood if I have it around the shop whether it be pallet wood or offcuts from something else. Um, and then just making it work. Like I, I built a, a drill station where I, I have my impact driver drill, my two different gauge nailers um, and a little cabinet thing that I mounted on the wall. And I mm -hmm. made that with all offcuts yeah, of, cool. of plywood. And it was just, okay, how do I take all the offcuts that I have and make it into the dimensions that I want? And you just kind of, Got to go fishing for those parts. Yeah, it's probably the design work, and then the the cutting the pieces is stressful because I never know if I'm did I measure it right. I measured it like sixteen times. Right. Yeah, I'm still doing it right, and then <clears throat> you only have to do it twice. Yeah, you you measure twice and you, measure twice and you fuck up a piece of sheetrock. Yeah, you see the thing is you, you measure twice. <laughs> like me. You measure, measure twice because the first time is to get your cut, and then you cut it and then go, oh, I didn't cut off enough. That's your second measurement, so then you do it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Then mm -hmm. you measure it again and go, shit, I still got to keep going. So you keep you going. You just keep going. And then you went, fuck, throw this piece away, and I got to uh, grab another one. Something I learned uh, from my dad early on <clears throat> was it's always better to cut long. Yeah. I If you anytime, take a – like I know it's not exactly pertaining, but say you're doing the casing around a doorway, and you're if you're measuring something – and you're like, oh, was I on this side of the quarter inch line or that Every, side? Always go long because you can always cut it again. You can't make it longer. <laughs> everything that I cut, like when I did those cubby bins, the, the depth of it is, I believe, 15 and three quarter inches. 
because I did a rabbit on the inside. And for those that don't know, a rabbit is just a groove along the edge of a board that shallow makes it a little more shallow so another board can fit right inside of it. Yeah. So that three-quarter inch made up for the pl- plywood I was going to put on the inside. I overcut that by about a half an inch. So I did 16 and a quarter strips. <laughs> and then when I had when I know I have two nice straight edges, then I cut down that the rest of that half inch. Yeah. Um, or I might just overshoot it by like just a, an eighth of an inch because if it's like a small enough piece that, you know, one sixteenth of an inch difference might not make that big of a difference to begin with. Yeah. But yeah. And then I think the like the assembly process is kind of fun. But I cool. I love mo- love it most when it's just all together and it's done. It's like all right. Great. Yeah, when it's done. Great. Yeah. <laughs> do you uh do you have any plans on making stuff to sell? Or do you think you're just gonna make projects until i've thought about it yeah um and maybe i like because i i really like doing the smaller stuff like the art caddies that i had made and put together we i made uh i made one for i made one for stacy and then stacy said no that's mine now well it was for vera and she said no that's mine now you have to make one for vera <laughs> so i made one for vera and then i made one for a friend of ours because she's big into art and she's been uh, a good friend uh and helpful with stacy um and we just wanted to make another one, and then we made one for St- uh, Vera's art teacher, and then we made another one for Stacy's uncle. Nice. So I was like, and all of those, because of how small they are, I got two done in a matter of four hours because it's nice. just small pieces, all glues, 16, uh, I think I used 16 or 18 gauge nails in them to hold it together, and yeah. then cool, done, lacquer it up, done. So I, I would probably do something smaller. Like Julian can do massive commissions. Uh, yeah, big he has a, stuff. the CNC machine too. Well, it, yeah. and it's not even just like even if you don't have a CNC machine, but like doing like tables and stuff, like he can yeah. do that. He's got the workspace for it. I don't have the workspace for it. I probably could make a table. That's actually on the list. Um, when you asked about bucket list stuff before, yeah, um, that's on my list too. Trying to maybe do it like a, a like a wall mounted table, like where it hangs cool. off of the wall nice. uh, for the kitchen area, so it opens <clears throat> yeah, up right. the kitchen a little yeah, more. That's, uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, but that is. A little bit beyond my my capabilities and yeah. it's a little bit beyond what i could do and i probably do have the space for it i can make it work but i think i think, I, think I like working on the smaller stuff to i think that's now. one of the most important things to uh do and to realize is what your skill set is and what your limitations are because i've been over my head making things a thousand times and i screw it up and then they'll be like hey whatever happened with that i didn't do it yeah, <laughs> like I, made a I, did, I didn't bother making that because it was too difficult. Yeah, that and that's what I like. I said before you when know. Stacy asks me, like, "Oh, what do you think about this as a gift for somebody?" My instinctive reaction is, "Is that made out of wood? And could I make it?" Yeah, you know, because obviously, right. if she shows me something made out of plastic, I'm not going to try to make it out of wood yeah. because it, it's plastic for a reason, most likely. But if she shows me like um, a small end table or like the cubby bins, or even if it's a cubby bin that is made out of plastic, like I can make that out of wood and it'd be right. maybe just as heavy, just as light. And if I have the enough scrap pieces downstairs or just another uh, enough offcuts, I, could I make it? Yeah. And if I can make it, I'll try it. But also going to what you were saying, knowing your limits, it also doesn't hurt to try to push your limit too. Yeah. To try just like, I would have never made anything with rabbits or uh, dados if I didn't at least try to make something yeah. with a rabbit or a dado in it, yeah, you know? right. And so you, you gotta, but you have to know when to pick your battles and when to pick pushing your limits. And mm-hmm. if you're going to do that, you definitely don't want to do like, 
I would never, if I were to do commissions for people, I would never take on a commission where it's going to be my first time doing a technique. Yeah. There's no way I'm doing that. Yeah, because it's a bad now, idea. Yeah, because yeah, now if I mess it up, I've just taken time away from messing, making the mistake, mm-hmm. and I'm now prolonging getting the project done for the customer because I've made this mistake, and now I have to learn how to correct that mistake. Um, then, in all likelihood, having to buy more material because mm-hmm. of that mistake. Yeah. And that's why I initially wouldn't want to get into woodworking is because if I make this mistake, I got to correct it. And if I don't know how to correct it, then I got to buy more wood. And if I have to buy more wood, that's just money out the window. And why am I going to do that? So I'm not going to do it. Bye. <laughs> right. You know, taking my ball and going home. Exactly. Um, but that's the the thing that I do yeah. like about woodworking is when you, if you, and it's probably like this with any other hobby, you do it enough, you learn, if you make a mistake, how to correct it, whether it be taking a little bit more off of another side or just... Yeah finding a way to change the design just enough to house your mistake. Yeah. Um, and as other woodworkers on YouTube, I've said that if, if it's like a face defect, like if it's on like the, uh, on a long end of uh, a bookcase or something like that, you just stick the defect facing the wall. Nobody yeah. ever knows. Yeah. Nobody will know. Yeah. Yeah. You learn how to hide your and mistakes. <laughs> they also say too, like one of the cardinal things is do not uh, fret over little imperfections. Yeah. Nobody's going to realize it. No. Nobody cares enough because they're going to see it and they go, wow, you made it's that? It's like that with everything. It's like that in my house. Yeah. I know where all the problems oh, yes. are, all the little imperfections in the wall that I built or, you know, this yep. and that and the other thing. It's just what happens. So what um, what advice would you give somebody just starting out woodworking? Uh, start small. Uh, don't go overboard with buying tools uh, because you don't need – you don't yeah. need a table saw to begin with. Um, if you can, if you come across a free miter saw, grab up a free miter saw. But you don't need a, even need a miter saw. A drill and a, a circular saw can get you done. Can get done a lot. Um, right. And don't go for the expensive equipment right to the at the beginning because like you have companies like Rigid, really good company, not expensive but a little pricier than some. Yep. There's DeWalt, a little pricier but really get great equipment. Then you have like your Milwaukee's and Makita's and Hilties all really pricey. But then you have companies like Ryobi and Cobalt. Yeah. You know, each are, Ryobi is, I believe, like more of a Home Depot brand. Cobalt is more of a Lowe's brand. I have yeah. I have everything except for my table saw and miter saw is Ryobi because it's inexpensive and it's perfect for DIY stuff. Yep. So just do that and do a lot of browsing on YouTube as far yeah, as- especially if it's a hobby. Yeah. There's no reason to go <clears throat> buy the most expensive and things. It, and are, if you ever get to a sense. point where you, like I reached a point where- a Having a table saw would just make long cuts so much easier. Yeah. Either shop on like Facebook Marketplace, eBay, Craigslist, or wait until Home Depot or Lowe's has a deal. I bought yeah. my table saw and stand for three fifty because it was on sale. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. To hell with it. Why not? Yeah. Um, and then watching <laughs> YouTube videos of different YouTube of different creators. Like uh, my favorites are uh, woodworking for mere mortals, uh, Steve Ramsey, uh, the guy Glenn from DIY Creators. Um, DIY for knuckleheads. That's a guy out of Australia. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Knackers. I love his stuff. He's. I think he's great. And he, in a lot of his videos, he also throws in a dad joke, but he okay. also has a warning before the dad joke comes up. Uh, That's awesome. He's yeah. He's a great guy. <laughs> he, he makes, uh, he makes everything out of just about pallet wood or scrap wood or just nice. like reclaimed wood. So That's like cool. his stuff is awesome to watch. And then there's uh, if you want to get more into like the, 
finished stuff, and this is more home remodeling, uh, Scott Brown Carpentry. Mm-hmm. He's also fun to watch, and he actually hasn't put really any maker stuff up yet because he's moved. Well, like those guys are awesome to watch. Um, so I would I would recommend just watching videos and like if there's something that you want to try to make, just look up on YouTube, you know, bookcase DIY. Yeah, there's four thousand videos on how to make a bookcase. Yeah, there's and how to. Yeah, you don't <laughs> how even how to DIY. All you these, don't even yeah. need to put in how to. Just put in bookcase DIY. Yeah, there's build, gonna be bookcase build. You, there's you, another way to look it up. Just bookcase DIY. I'm telling you, you just got to put what you're looking to build and put DIY yeah. either at the beginning or at the end. There's going to be 50,000 videos on, on on that subject matter. Yeah. More than half of it are going to show you on how to build it. And then there's got to be at least four of them that you'll actually enjoy watching. Cool. I have nothing else <clears throat> for you. Well, then this was a waste of my time. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounds like Lennon's home too. Oh, Jesus. That's cool. Um, thank you for making the drive up here i'm glad you came up here i'm glad you're my friend me too man have a merry christmas you know it's crazy because like everything that i have in my life would have been nothing without having met stacy like i I met you because i met stacy i have my job because i know you which is because i met stacy (laughs) yeah i owe everything to her and to you it is an honor to be your friend it is an honor to have that you asked me to even be on this i'm super excited about it Cool. I'm glad. I'm uh, happy that you came up here. I'm Me happy too. you're my friend, too. So, once again, thank you. Oh, thank you, Matt. And it was nice. You're welcome. Uh, complimenting each other. Yeah. It was <laughs> a nice hanging out because, you know, obviously I'm sure people can suspect it that, you know, we hung out a little bit before doing recording this. Yeah. You know, it was nice, that process, this process. It's all Yeah, it was fun. nice getting lunch. Yeah. All right. That's it. Good, goodbye. Ta log. Big thank you to Carissa Silva, one of my best friends. I'm so happy that he made the ride up here and um, talked to me today. That was really nice. It was really fun. It's good uh, spending time with him alone. Normally we have little kids around us and our wives, and we can't just be two guys hanging out. So that that's always, that was always fun. Uh, it's nice to see him uh, in his journey of woodworking and hopefully between uh the tutelage of julian and the help from me and of course help from youtube uh, i i think it'd be great to watch him grow as a woodworker and like to see all his projects and see his progress throughout the time that'll be cool so big thank you to him and uh, that was it that was the last episode of 2021 it's been another great year And I'm very, very grateful for each and every one of you who listen to the show. And I'm also really grateful for every guest that I've had on. Some people, I feel like it's kind of them taking a leap of faith in talking to me because I'm I'm not a famous person. I'm not a radio or TV host. I don't, I'm not famous in any way. So they're just, they're taking the time out of their lives to talk to me. And I'm very grateful for it, and I'm very happy that I've gotten the people I've had on. And next year, I have big plans once again. There's going to be um, a lot of guests uh, that I already have lined up, Um, all different walks of life, of course, all different odd people, some podcasters. I'm hoping to talk to a few different podcasts and get their 
<laughs> experience on why they do what they do, along with a lot of other, you know, business owners and, and authors and artists of all kinds of uh, all different kinds, and of course, musicians and stuff like that, too. So next year is going to be a big year, hopefully. Thank you for tuning in this year. It's uh, It's a really big deal. I'm very grateful for everybody that's uh, been involved with the show. Thank you for listening today. Make sure to check out the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts. Join the Facebook group. Go to oddpeoplepodcast.com for info about the show and to buy merchandise and other things in the odd shop. I hope you tune in next time. If you want to support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash support or uh, anchor.fm and find the Odd People podcast, and you can support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. So I hope you tune in next time. Stay creative, stay inspired, and as always, stay odd. Odd.